0: hello everyone and welcome back to unqualified it's been a minute again (laughs) i feel like i come back and then i leave for like two weeks and then i'm back again and it's just been it's been crazy lately just with life in general um and i'll talk kind of all about that but first let me just tell you (laughs) I'm literally in my car right now. Wait, first I should explain. I'm like all over the place. Okay, hi. I'm Soph Mosca. I'm the host of this podcast. You guys can find me at Soph Mosca on pretty much every social media, except Snapchat is S-O-P-H-E-R-R-R. But yeah, that's me. And then I also have a clothing company called Sunshark. You can find us on Instagram at ShopSunshark or... (laughs) www.shopsunchark.com but yeah I think that's it Um, but what I was saying was that I'm currently in my car so if the audio is weird or whatever that's why Um, but the reason I'm in here is because well I have to explain a whole lot first so (laughs) basically we spent, me and Avery spent the last week a little over a week, or no, exactly a week, I think, in New Hampshire with my family, which I'll get into that later too, but we ended up extending our trip one day, um, which I'll explain, and so we just got home yesterday, and tomorrow we leave again to go to Texas because we're going to be leaving from Texas to go to Hawaii with Avery's dad for Avery's birthday. He wanted to do that for her for her birthday and they invited me to come along. And so, yeah, we're gonna be going to Hawaii for Avery's birthday. Um, And so basically today, I have like a bajillion things to fit into one day because it's Wednesday and I didn't do anything work or school related Monday or Tuesday. And so I just pretty much have to fit this whole week's worth of work and school into today because I don't really want to have to do too much of it Um, later in the week when I'm in Texas. I just know I won't be able to like focus as well as I should. So I'm like trying to get it all done like today. Um, So yeah, it's like super busy and Avery sort of feels the same way. And so we both have like a million different things to film and so I needed somewhere to film my podcast but she is filming some TikToks and so I went down to this like common area of our apartment and I was going to go in one of the private rooms and just shut the door but they were all used (laughs) and I was not about to film my podcast like in the open area of the place where there's like a bunch of men working so my only other option really was either to wait or to go in my car. So we're in my car. It's also 80 degrees out. And so I put my AC on, um, I'm like turning it off and on cause I don't want to sit here with the AC on the whole time, but it gets really hot if I turn it off. So if you hear any mulled, uh, fans in the background, it's just my AC <laughs> try not to overheat in this car, but Oh my goodness. Hi. Um, today's episode might get like a little bit deep but to be honest with you I don't have like any notes at all I'm literally doing this without anything (laughs) in front of me I didn't even pick a song of the week or a quote I'll share a song with you guys at the end I'll like find a song on my playlist but I don't have a quote I'm so unprepared for this, but I just want to talk. I finally feel like I have something I want to say, and I don't want it to be, like, written out and planned. I just kind of want to speak from the heart. Um, so I guess I should just begin with last week when something happened with my family, which I'll go into, um, and it really just shifted my perspective on... A lot of things so let me just go back and let's start a week ago so a week ago me and Avery flew into New Hampshire because my brother was getting married last weekend um, so we flew in a few days early just in case we were to get delayed or whatever and just to be there to just like help out with whatever like my nieces or help my mom go run some last minute errands and just whatever just like be there early just in case um and also because the day before the wedding there was a rehearsal dinner and we also really wanted to go shopping in Boston to get some outfits for me for the rehearsal dinner Avery for the wedding and so on and so forth we just like wanted to just get there nice and early and not get there like the day before the wedding and have it be all rushed you know I wanted to still be able to have some time with my family and hang out with my nieces and all that but um things didn't necessarily go as planned so on was it Thursday or Wednesday I don't even remember oh it was Wednesday so it was the day after we got in yeah okay so It was Wednesday, last Wednesday, the day after Avery and I flew into New Hampshire. And we decided that we were going to go to Boston that day because we just wanted to go get our outfits, whatever. We love the store Aritzia and there's none in Florida. And so every time we go to Texas or New Hampshire, well, I guess Boston, um, we always want to go to Aritzia because we love that place. And we knew that they'd have blazers and that's what I was looking for for the rehearsal dinner and... We did, I just love Boston. I love taking Avery to Boston. We love shopping there. So that was on our agenda. And so, yeah, we were there. We were um, at my parents' house in the morning. We actually... There was, like, a little bit of an issue because my sister's car was in the shop getting fixed. And my parents only have one car because my dad's car died, like, way back when. And they never got a new second car. Like, they only have one car because... My dad never really was driving just because of the pandemic and whatever. He never really left home. Um, Or like if he did, they never needed two cars. So it was just an expense that like wasn't necessary. And so, yeah, they only had one car, but they had to pick my sister's car up from the shop. But it wasn't ready yet and like all this stuff. And my sister had to get to work. It was this like whole big thing, but we wanted to go to Boston. So we were there for like longer than expected because we were going to take the train in. But then we ended up thinking it was just going to be too complicated which thank god we didn't which I'll explain but it just would have taken like way longer than to drive in and whatever so we ended up waiting for my mom to go pick my sister's car from the shop um, and wait for my sister to get home like with the car whatever so that we could just take the car and we were just going to go for a couple of hours and come back and so we wait and I actually we actually accidentally waited a little bit longer so my sister came home with my mom's car like pretty quickly but my mom was taking forever to come back with my sister's car and I just assumed we had to wait for them both to come back so we waited like an extra hour and a half for everyone to come back home and I ended up calling my mom and I was like wait can we just go and she's like yeah no sorry you can just go and I was like okay and so we left probably around like 11 30 around then but before 12 and so oh no actually it must have been earlier maybe it was like 11 i can't even remember so we ended up leaving and whatever we get there um we're, we we park we walk into the prudential center mall and we have to go to the bathroom so we go to the bathroom first in sacks avenue and then we go to Aritzia and also I just want to mention that this same day we also had somebody putting a new door in our um in our kitchen so we were getting a new door as well and so like I said we me and Avery left around um probably let's say I'm just going to say 11 but I really have no idea but it was just before 12 and my mom and my sister left Around like twelve, I guess, um, so my mom could go drive my sister to work, and then the man fixing the door left around twelve fifteen. And so, after twelve fifteen, my dad was alone in the house. I might be getting these t- times wrong, but it—I guess the times don't really matter that much. And so, Avery and I are shopping in Aritzia and we have like a whole bunch of stuff. I find like a bunch of outfits. I'm about to blow all this money, like. So ridiculous. I'm like so set on having this like really nice outfit to like impress my brother or whatever and just like look really cool and just like put together and like I I'm doing well and all that. It was just like important to me. And I knew I'd probably take some pictures and have some content and just, you know, I wanted to look good and I wanted to have a cute outfit and splurge a little bit and spend probably way too much money <laughs> on a stupid blazer. And so I'm trying a bunch of stuff on and I sent my mom a picture of something that Avery was wondering if she could wear to the wedding because it was, like, pants and a shirt, and it was, like, not super formal. And so I sent my mom a picture just asking if, like, that was okay to wear to a wedding. And so I was waiting for a text from my mom, I thought, um, but I wasn't really checking my phone. And so I, yeah, I was in the dressing room still waiting for, like, a couple more sizes to be brought to me. And my mom starts to call me, and I hadn't read her text yet, so I assumed she was calling me about the outfit, because I hadn't answered her text yet. And so, it's, I'm like out of breath talking about this, because it like, I don't even know, it's like somewhat over and done with, and like, it still just makes me so anxious. Okay, so, like I said, I was in the dressing room, my mom calls me, all of a sudden, So, wait, I answer, and I say hello, and, like, all of a sudden, my mom says, Dad had a seizure, um, I'm on my way to the hospital, and I was like, what? Like, I felt like my world had stopped, like, I don't even know how to explain it, but it felt like, like a dream. Like I immediately started to sort of cry, but no tears were coming out. I was just like, I couldn't breathe. And I tore into Avery's dressing room and I was like, my dad had a seizure. She was like, what? And so I was like, Oh my God, this is not happening. This is not happening. Like I am an hour away from home. This is not happening. This is not happening. This is not happening. And nothing like this had ever happened before. And I'm like, dear god whatever the heck is up there whatever higher force there is if anything bad is going to happen let me just get to the hospital first like please 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 like don't let this happen don't let this happen don't let this happen don't let this happen i just like i was in disbelief and literally tore off all the clothes that i had on put on my my outfit back on i like threw my pile of clothes in the poor ritzia girl's arms and I was like, I just need to go. I need to go. And she's like, want me to hold anything? And I'm like, no, no. Like, do not hold anything. Like, we, I was, like, out. And we're walking through the Prudential Center. And I feel like everyone around me is, like, walking in slow motion. I'm like, the like, time couldn't move any slower. I'm like, let's, let's go, people. Like, I couldn't walk fast enough. I couldn't get to my car fast enough. Everyone was in my way. Like, I was just crying and hyperventilating and oh my god it was probably the biggest scene but I was so scared I was so scared like never in my life had I gotten a call like that and I had no idea what was happening all I knew was that my dad was having a seizure and that he got taken away in an ambulance and that my mom was on the way to the hospital to meet him there and that's all I knew and I was like no, 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 Please don't let this happen. Please don't let this happen. Please don't let this happen. This can't happen. This can't happen. And we couldn't even find the car, which is like a whole different story. But there was like, there's like a bunch of garages and we couldn't find the garage we parked in and people were giving us wrong directions. And I'm like crying and everyone's staring at me and I don't even care. Normally I would like never act like that in public. Like I, I wouldn't publicly show such extreme emotions, but I couldn't help it. And I was just sobbing and sobbing and, hyperventilating and hyperventilating and I was just so scared because I just didn't know anything at this point. And so I find out what hospital he's going to and we immediately start driving. And at first because I wasn't thinking clearly, when my mom told me the hospital, I thought it she was talking about the one in Manchester, New Hampshire and I was like, "Awesome. I'm like 2 hours away from the hospital. Like so much can happen in 2 hours. Like what the actual F?" why why did I have to go to stupid Boston like why why am I so stupid like there were so many things that was preventing us from going like we couldn't find a ride we couldn't take the train blah 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 like clearly I shouldn't have gone I shouldn't have, I should have just listened to all the signs like trying to stop me from going like I could have been there whatever and like yeah just so many things were going through my head and I called my mom when we were on the way um, and I realized that it was actually just the one in Nashville, so we were really only about an hour away, which helped me feel, like, a little better, but I called my mom and I just remember asking, like, is he alive? <laughs> like, that's all, I didn't even know. Like, I know that seizures don't necessarily always make, like, cause people to die, but I didn't know. Like, I didn't have any information. I didn't know what happened or if he had, like, you know, when when people have seizures, like, a lot can go wrong and... I was just like, is he alive? Is he alive? And she didn't hear me, so I was like, is he alive? Like, I was screaming. And she's like, yes, he's alive. He's alive. And she was like, when he was going the ambulance, he was a little bit better, blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, so we ended up meeting my mom at the hospital. And before I, like, go further, I just want to say, so the reason I mentioned the times earlier was because there was, like, a 30-minute-ish I could be getting the times a little bit wrong, but there's a 30-minute-ish time span between when the guy fixing the door left and when my mom came back after dropping my sister off at work. And in that very short time is when it all started. So, I guess what happened this first time, because there's more, but the first time is that... I mean, I don't want to, like, give everything. I don't want to, like, throw all my dad's information out, but basically... He started getting very confused while he was at home alone. And my mom came home while He was very confused. And he was on the, the kitchen floor. And after she had gotten back and she was like, what is happening? Like, are you joking? Because he, he jokes about being sick sometimes. He'll like pretend he fainted or whatever. And so at first she thought like he was faking. And he was still like somewhat aware but not really. Like he could somewhat speak sometimes but not really. Like he wasn't really there. He was awake but not necessarily conscious if that makes sense like I don't know how to explain it. I wasn't there so I didn't see that but that's like how she was explaining it and then while she was there was when he started to have what I guess most people would think of as a seizure it was I guess like the shaking and whatever I don't really want to get into all that because like thinking about it is like just too too much I don't know it's just too much but he had, you know, those stereotypical seizure symptoms. And that's when she called the ambulance and um, everything went down. And so she, he went off in the ambulance, but they wouldn't let her go in because of COVID. And so she had to drive separately. And so when I get to the hospital um, with Avery to meet my mom, they won't let me in. I go in the like normal door and they're like, yeah, you can't go in. And I'm like, at this point, no like I had no idea I didn't know if my dad was dying I didn't know like what the heck was happening I I didn't know and I'm like crying to like they're telling me I can't go in and I'm crying like are you kidding me like you're not gonna let me see my dad and like I before this had happened I already knew that and I already knew that they weren't letting people visit the same way they used to be and all that and I was like are you kidding me like it's like I knew, but I couldn't believe that it was actually the case. Like when it was actually happening to me, I was like, you selfish mother effers. Like I know that it wasn't rational because I know COVID is so real. And that, that is such a valid explanation as to why, they can't have a billion people visiting all these sick patients. Like my dad isn't the only one in the hospital and I, and I'm aware of that. But at the time I was like, are you kidding me? Like how horrible of a person do you have to be? Like, that's just how I was feeling. And so I go to the emergency entrance where my mom was and they ended up letting us sit in the cafeteria after scolding us and being like, Yeah, if you roam, like, there's cameras everywhere. Do not roam, like, basically confining us to the cafeteria, which I understand, but they just weren't being very kind, at least in my, like, disheveled thoughts. That's how I felt. Also, it's, like, pouring rain outside, so if you hear some rain in the background, that's that's what it is. Um, But, yeah, I was just, like, like, I just wanted to see my dad. And my mom said that she had seen him because they had let her in for a minute, and he was better. He was more aware, um, and he wasn't quite as, he wasn't confused necessarily. Um, but they ended up, he had to go in for a bunch of tests, and so they ended up having her leave, and so she sat in the cafeteria with us. And, um, in this time, I had to move my car, and, um, cause I parked it in like a place I couldn't park because I just wanted to, to run in, and then when I found out that I wasn't gonna be able to go in the room with him and that he was like stable at the moment, um, the, and whatever I knew I had to move my move my car so I moved it and my mom had mentioned that he has his phone and that I could call him and so I called him and I just remember his voice sounding like mm, I don't want to cry <laughs> but his voice sounding so old if that makes sense like he um he I guess I should explain. Um, so I'm the youngest of three. My brother is ten years older than me. My sister's five years older than me. So my parents aren't like young necessarily. My dad's in his high sixties. My mom's in her high fifties. I think <laughs> I don't even know. I lost count, but they're not young per se. And um, but both of them, besides some health things that my dad has had for like years, they they're both they both just always seemed pretty healthy to me like pretty invincible definitely not in the place where this would be happening yet I, I know that this stuff happens like later on in life as people get older but I guess I didn't realize that it could happen so young and like I mean I guess they're not even that young but I guess I just thought it wasn't time for this all to start happening yet especially like sure my brother's 32 but I'm I'm only 21 I'm almost 22 like I'm still so young I didn't think that this could be happening yet and so I called him and he just sounded so old and it was kind of just like wow I guess he's not like I guess he's not as young as I like feel like he is and I always joked with him I guess I still kind of do because like you uh, cope in your own ways but um I always like joke with him about how old he is you know that's like the running joke and it's like I never like it was. It's funny because I don't, I never really meant it, and then all of a sudden I was like, I guess he sort of is getting old, and I just heard his voice and like, it just it just like I knew it was him, and he he as far as I know was fully aware at that point in time, um, but it just felt like it wasn't the same him. Like, he just sounded maybe sad, maybe scared, maybe just sick, maybe just tired, but just old, like, unwell, and I just remember saying that I loved him, and that, um, that he can't die, and he was like, I don't plan on it, (laughs) and I just, I just said, I love you again, and that I was there at the hospital, just so that he knew, and I think he had to go maybe to have another test, I can't really remember, but we hung up, and we sat in the cafeteria, and we sat and sat and sat, and he was going in for all of these tests, and he hadn't have he hadn't had another seizure at that point, he seemed to be okay, like, As the day progressed, it seemed like maybe it was, like, a weird one-time thing. And he was, yeah, just getting all these tests done, whatever. Um, But I was sitting there with no answers at all. Like, he hadn't even gotten one test result back yet. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm here worried about a stupid blazer, a stupid outfit, and concerned about how I'm going to look to other people, and I'm concerned about the money that I'm spending, and I'm concerned about stupid pictures to post, and I'm concerned about, day in and day out, I'm concerned about followers, and content, and likes, and comments, and all of this stuff, and in the meanwhile, while I was so focused on myself and my career, I had forgotten to be a daughter and I had forgotten to text my mom and dad often and kindly and tell them I love them and call them frequently I mean I would facetime them but really only like when my nieces were there because I wasn't concerned with being a daughter anymore I hadn't like I was so focused on myself and my well-being that I had forgot to be there for them after so many years of them being there for me, sorry, I'm such a mess, I did not expect to like ball my eyes out, <laughs> this whole thing, but I was just like, how conceited and stupid are you for letting yourself get to a point where your main concerns in life are the amount of followers you have, or that your views are down, or... What outfit you're wearing like how has it gotten to that point I just felt so stupid and I just start thinking like like my parents aren't like hard to please like I didn't have parents that necessarily were like you know the people that were never pleased they they would be happy for me and they would be proud of me and no I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I agree with everything they did in my childhood and that I fully support every decision that I've seen them make, and whatever, I'm not saying that at all, but they've been here for me, and they have supported me, even when I felt like maybe they could show it a little bit more. But they were here for me, and I guess I just wasn't for them. And I start thinking about all the times I could have sat with my dad to watch the Red Sox game, because, like, I... I could have just sat there instead of sitting up in my room all throughout high school and when I still lived at home, like, instead of sitting up in my room on my phone, concerned about my own life, I could have sat, just sat downstairs and given my dad some company and watched the Red Sox game with him because he loves that so much and because he sat through all my dance recitals and all my dance competitions and all my stupid school activities and track meets and all that just for me to not even watch the Red Sox games with him or at least some of them I never did and sorry I'm so gross and stuffy (laughs) but I just was like I had so many opportunities to just do small things to make him happy and I just did it and then I started thinking like the one thing I want in life the one thing is for my dad to be at my wedding and for him to meet my kids and so I started thinking like am I even gonna get that like am I even gonna be able to have that should I stop hoping for it like I didn't know what I should what like I didn't know how to feel but I just felt so stupid I felt caught up in the wrong things and I just felt guilty I felt guilty because he has some health issues and in the past while I was actually suffering from an eating disorder accidentally encouraged him to eat in a very strict way and I felt like it was my fault that he was there in the hospital because what if the way that he had been eating what if the really restrictive way that he was eating to make me happy actually caused him to be here like I had all these thoughts running through my head I felt so guilty I felt like what if he is actually really depressed and anxious and more than I think and what if the anxiety is so severe that that is what caused this seizure to happen like what if he's so unhappy what if he accidentally took some medicine he wasn't supposed to what if he took it on purpose like I had all these thoughts going through my head and I felt like it was just all my fault like what if I had been there for him what if I had I don't know like told him I love him maybe we wouldn't be here maybe the anxiety the somatic symptoms from the anxiety had turned so severe that it was causing an actual seizure Like, these are the thoughts that were running through my head. And I just felt so lost and sad and, like, empty. And all I wanted was to hug my dad. And I couldn't because of the COVID restrictions, which I understand. So I just sat and sat and sat in the cafeteria with Avery. And my mom was in and out of the room with my dad. But she was there. And then my brother and his now wife but fiance that day came to, and, um, everyone ended up leaving, but I stayed with Avery until I wasn't allowed to stay at the hospital anymore, which was, like, 6.30, um, and I left, but at that point in time, um, he had gotten some results back, I think, and he, um, was they they had all come back fine and he hadn't had another seizure and he was doing okay and so I felt okay to leave and um I went home and I was feeling pretty numb and uh yeah so that was that night so he was texting me that night I think and the next morning he was still okay he did fine through the night as far as like we knew and um yeah, he he seemed okay. He was pulling through, and I started to feel better. I was, like, able to have an okay day. I was, of course, worried about him because I was like, why would this happen? But, again, I was like, okay, one-time thing. Like, no worries. It, it, like, things can happen. Freak accidents can happen. Like, my Nana had, I I believe, I think so, if I'm remembering correctly, my Nana had a heart attack at, like, 50 years old and then hasn't had one again, and she's, like, much older now. Like, I know that things can just happen and that people pull through and whatever. And so... I was feeling better. Um, I mean, it looked like he was going to be able to go to the wedding for my brother, which was in a couple days and he was probably going to even be able to go to the rehearsal dinner. It seems like in my head, like I just felt like everything was fine. Um, and so, I mean, I went to the mall, I didn't go all the way to Boston, but I went to the mall and got an outfit at Abercrombie instead of, Aritzia and I was like well my dad saved me from spending like $500 on an outfit so (laughs) I guess that's like a benefit from all this because I ended up spending a lot less at Abercrombie than I would have at Aritzia um and I got my eyebrows done my mom got her nails done and then we drove her to the hospital for visiting hours because my dad was lonely and whatever she wanted to spend some time with him and um Everything was fine, like, that whole morning he was playing, like, iPhone games with me and whatever, and he was really just bored and lonely, like, he was walking around and um, whatever, like, he was totally fine, it seemed. So my mom was there, and all of a sudden she calls me, and she's like, Dad's having another episode. And she flips the phone on him, and he's, like, looking around, all confused, it seemed, and he's like, who is that? kind of kind of mad sounding. And my mom was like, "It's Sophia." And it's almost like he snapped out of it. And he was like, "Oh, hi, honey." And then immediately like looked around again and I said something and he was like, "What?" But like looking in the wrong direction and um she was like, "I'll have to call you back like uh, he's having another one." And I was like, "Okay, whatever." So she, I didn't say whatever, but I was like, "Okay." And she hung up and I immediately had a breakdown again. I went up to Avery and I told her what happened and Um, at that point I didn't know again what was going to happen because clearly it wasn't a one time freak accident thing and so that episode he ended up not having those like stereotypical shaking foaming symptoms Um, but he he was definitely having some sort of episode very confused um, very aggressive and just out of it sorry, I'm like moving around, Um, and this is funny now, but not at the time, but I mentioned watching the Red Sox game with my dad, right, well, he's like a die-hard Red Sox fan, like, if you've ever seen the movie Fever Pitch, like, he is that man, (laughs) he is Red Sox obsessed, always has been, he loves it so much, and when my mom thought he might have been getting confused, she said, Chuck, what's your favorite baseball team, or who's your favorite baseball team, and he said, the Yankees if you guys don't know the Yankees are like the Red Sox rivals so she was like yeah something is wrong and that was just like the start of an episode that lasted I think quite a while and then he ended up falling asleep and um I think he went in for some tests and stuff but that was kind of the end of the day because it happened actually like right when my mom was supposed to be leaving because visiting hours were ending um but it all happened and she ended up staying a bit later but last we heard that night was that he was having an episode and going in for more tests because he ended up falling asleep like right after or something and so we never heard from him um so that night I didn't know what was gonna happen because he couldn't text me he was just not doing well and so I knew that he was missing the Red Sox game, which he never does, except, like, if it was for, like, my dance recitals or my track meet or something, but besides, if it was, like, for us kids, he never missed it, and I knew that he'd be sad if he missed it, and so I sat on the couch where he always sits. He has, like, one cushion he always sits, and he has for, like, literally my whole life, and I sat on the cushion that he sits on, and I watched the entire Red Sox game, and it's so, like it's just so sad to think about <laughs> but this is like where I was like this is where I was mentally I just didn't know what was happening and so I started to just text him as if he could answer even though like I knew he was sleeping and not doing well I just started to text him that he could answer and I started to text him the score every time the Red Sox would get a, a home run or whatever I would text him and I'd update him and I told him the score and I would just I just sent him the final score and I was like they won the Red Sox won just so that he would have it to wake up to I don't know and then I texted him when I went to bed just telling him I loved him and I was just so scared that night because of everything I had already said to everything I already said to you guys like it was all just like spinning in my head and then the worry about my mom started to come in like my mom can't do it without him like how is she supposed to do without him like not yet not yet I don't know, like, it was just, like, a lot going on in my head, and, um, yeah, that's kind of how I went to bed, really sad, and just kind of just cried myself to sleep, just so scared, and at this point, I was also starting to feel really sad for my brother, because it looked like my dad wasn't going to be able to go to the wedding, and, like, I know that my dad wasn't going to walk my brother down the aisle, that's not, like, traditionally how it works, but, like, I know my my brother wanted my dad at his wedding and I know that the last thing anybody wanted was for something to happen to my dad right before the wedding like who's gonna want to attend a wedding like that when they're grieving you know who's gonna want to get married when they're grieving like that it's just like so many things were crossing my head because I didn't know what was gonna happen and um yeah so this is also the night that I posted on my story just asking for happy thoughts because I was just oh man I was just so numb and I just couldn't stop crying and then of course because of the way algorithms work I'm scrolling on I'm scrolling on TikTok and it's all like TikTok's about girls losing their dads and weddings and everything and I'm like are you kidding me like I need to get off social media like they were all they were catering to my life that's for sure but I didn't want to see the videos about some girl losing her dad like I just made it all worse and um gross i'm so sniffly i'm so sorry um but yeah so <sighs> i ended up falling asleep that night and i woke up and uh i don't think my dad had texted me yet and so it's like the worst feeling in the world but i i woke up and i saw i had no text from my dad and tears just started coming immediately it's like i wasn't even crying but i just had so many tears and i just like that's my least favorite feeling it's sort of like it's not the same at all it's like a whole different type of hurt but if you guys have ever like gone through a breakup that you were really upset about and you wake up and you feel like it's all a dream but it's not and you just your eyes just cry like without your permission it was sort of like that and um yeah so he hadn't texted me yet and i was just really worried (sighs) um but he ended up texting me and so i knew that he was awake and he was okay And after that second episode, they put him on anti-seizure medicine. And so, theoretically, like, he shouldn't have have any more seizures and everything. And he had to make it. He he really wanted to go to the wedding. At this point, it was the the morning of the rehearsal dinner. The rehearsal dinner was at night. It was pretty much obvious that he wasn't going to be able to go to the rehearsal dinner. But as long as he made it through, like, the whole day and more without another episode, like maybe he could go to the wedding and so uh, yeah he called my mom that morning and I don't even know if he he heard he knew that I could hear him but he was just like kids must be worried sick and it's like he he was in the hospital and of course we're all worried sick like of course we are but he's in the hospital and he's still worried about us and how we feel when like the person that we should all be worried about is him, not us, like, you know, like, he's worried that we're worried sick, but he's the one in the hospital, like, and he's still concerned about others, that just, like, shows you how he is, um, but she was, like, they're okay, like, they're okay, but it then that hurt me even more, because it's, like, I don't want him to know that I'm, I'm, having a hard time because who cares if I'm having a hard time he's in the hospital and I know he's scared and that's what bothered me because he's he is a dad and he always probably felt like he had to pretend to not be scared when he was and although he wasn't like a dad to hide emotions at all like I've seen him cry a billion times like he wasn't at all like too manly to cry or anything like that or too manly to show love that's not him at all but it's almost like he always was he always was okay for us to lead on and so to like hear in his voice that he wasn't okay just was so like heartbreaking for lack of a better words it was just like a lot and yeah so I just heard him be audibly worried and it, it was just hard to just hear my dad in that state um, but I wanted to be there for him, and be as strong as I could be. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's sort of the end of the story. I guess it ends sort of abruptly, but basically what ended up happening was, he didn't end up having another seizure, and he was able to be discharged the, um, morning of the wedding. Literally on the wedding day. And... He was able to go to my brother's wedding, and when he showed up at the hotel with my mom, which is where the wedding was, I just ran down to him and gave him, like, a big hug like I used to when, like, I was a little kid, and um, I, yeah, just hugged him, and, I mean, I didn't tell him this, but he just looked so old, and he'd probably be like, wow, thanks, if you heard me say that, but he just looked frail, and sad and tired but I knew he was trying to be okay for the wedding and I mean of course I spent the whole the whole damn day so worried about him Uh, constantly texting him when he wasn't in my field of view like asking if he was okay what he was doing Um, whatever and then of course came the wedding and I'm like watching him like a hawk the whole time looking at everything he's eating and Watching him like a hawk. And of course, I had fun at the wedding. I had so much fun. But I would be lying if I said that the whole time I wasn't a ball of anxiety staring at my dad, watching him have fun, but knowing that he was probably scared too, but not wanting to seem like he was. And I just remember like he was still getting up and dancing around like he always would have, but I was just so worried the whole time, and every time he, like, like, asked a question, I was, like, "What worrying that he was falling into another seizure, because every time he, like, was actually confused, like, rationally confused, I was worried that he was, like, confused because he was falling out of it again, and I was just so worried, um, but... It's been a few days now. It's now, so the wedding was Saturday, and it's now Wednesday. So it's been quite a few days, and he hasn't had another episode. He's on a lot of medications right now, but he's home, and he seems to be doing okay. Of course, I'm still really worried. Um, I probably will be for a very long time, but I'm just thankful that he's here now and he got to go to the wedding and the brunch the morning after and that I was lucky enough to be able to make a change because a lot of people will lose a parent or someone in their life quickly and tragically and not ever get the chance to fix what they feel like they've been doing wrong and I get that chance now because he is still here and he is alive and he is doing okay and I can still text him and I can still call him and I can still tell him I love him and I can still watch the Red Sox games with him when I'm home and I can still call him more and I am just so beyond grateful that I can and that I have that opportunity. And I just wanted to use this podcast not to, like, give a sob story, although I ended up crying the whole time, so sorry about that. I'm dramatic. Um, But I just want to give you all a wake-up call if you haven't gotten one already that... Being an adult, I know a lot of you guys are around my age, 18 to 22-ish. I actually read this in that book I was reading, that self-help book I read recently. This was in there. But when we become adults, when we are adult children and our parents are still around, the dynamic changes. And for a lot of people, that means that you lose contact with your parents, you become focused on yourself, And you kind of are all doing your own thing. And I think the book helped me realize and this situation helped me realize that there's a different way to go about this that would benefit everybody. And that is being your parent's parent. And let me explain. So again, this is a lot from the book, so I'm not claiming this to like be my own opinions and everything, but I'm just, I'm like paraphrasing, but this is a lot of what I read in in the book. But So, basically, your parents parent based on how they were parented, meaning they parent because of good things their parents did and because of trauma they experienced in childhood. That all shapes how they parent. And through their parenting, you also experienced trauma and you also experienced the good of parenting. And that in return, affects how you parent and the trauma that your children will have, and it also affects the relationship you have with your parents. And a lot of adult children, meaning you and I, we get caught up in the traumas, which happen naturally in life. They occur naturally. Even if you feel like your parents parented to the best of their ability, you most definitely still have some sort of trauma that stems from something having to do with their parenting. them as parents or them as people it's like a big cycle and so as an adult child again that's like you and I that's us we're adults but we we still have our parents we could either continue to focus on these traumas and be focused on ourselves and improving ourselves or we can also focus on giving our parents what we feel they didn't get as children so for example if you felt like your parent was never there to listen to you it might have been because nobody was ever there to listen to them and so you have the choice to either continue to not listen to them and just do your own thing and deal with your own trauma or you could help your parent and give them the listening they always needed by being there and listening to them now if that makes sense it's kind of complicated and I almost just want you all to just read that book (laughs) because it'll make a lot more sense but let me just give an example it's sort of the same so my parents weren't always able to financially provide to the extent of a lot of other parents that I felt this is my personal experience I knew that they had a lot of financial hardships and they always made me worry about money and I was always very aware of their financial struggles. And I'm wondering now that I'm an adult child and I've been doing a lot of reflecting if they did this, they acted this way about money, so verbally and visually and made it so prominent in my my growing up, my childhood, if they did that because that's what their parents did to them. They were very aware of the struggles of money and they were made aware of everything going wrong and they were always just responsible for knowing everything going wrong with their parents and they knew too much at too young of an age and because of that they par- their parenting reflected that and so me I sort of resented the fact that they always made me so aware of how little money they had and I resented them because it made me fear money and made me not want to follow my dreams in case I didn't make enough money and so I realized and again this is just one example but I realized that a way that I could parent my parents meaning a way that I could give my parents what they didn't get and fulfill their life is to help them out financially as much as I can, meaning I can pay for small things such as I paid for my mom's eyebrows and I tried to pay for the rehearsal dinner to take my brother's rehearsal dinner to take some financial burden off my parents. It didn't end up working because my mom is too good and found out, but I tried to do that because I could afford it. I'm in a place where I could have paid for that dinner. I was in a place where I could pay for my mom's eyebrows. And I wasn't about to, you know, make a scene about not having money. Or I'm not going to tell them, like, I could cover this, but I'm a little bit worried about this and that, paying this and that in the future. I wasn't going to tell them that. I was just going to help them and pay for little things for them. Give them that, a little bit of financial aid that they were so worried that they didn't have their whole life. And it's sort of fulfilling for me and for them. For them, they will see that I'm doing well. They will see that I care. And they will see that I don't have to worry financially like they do. They did. They did back when I was a kid. And they will see that although they made it clear they didn't have money, I'm doing okay and I'm not worried in the same way they they have always been. And for me, it's fulfilling because I know that they gave up a lot to give me what I could have. And so I'm going to give back to them by paying for things that they didn't get because they had to pay for me, if that makes any sense. It's all about healing your own trauma through healing others' trauma. And it's a big cycle, and it's a lot of psychology. (laughs) So I really encourage you to read that book. It's called Get Out of Your Own Way. I forget who it's by. But I really encourage you to read it because it's really eye-opening. And let my trauma that I had to endure this past week be your trauma, and please learn through mine, and start telling your parents you love them, and start calling them more frequently, and check in on them. And be annoying and make sure they're taking their medicine and make sure they're eating right and give them what they didn't give you and do things that you don't think you have time to do or that you don't necessarily want to do because it would make them happy. Me, I'm going to be making an effort to, again, help my parents financially here and there where I can or at least offer and I'm also going to try to Engage in their interest a bit more. It's small things, but they make a world of a difference. And all I want is for when the time comes, because although I try to pretend it's not, it is inevitable that eventually I will lose my parents. I don't want to say that out loud, but eventually it will happen. I don't know how old I'll be. I don't know where I'll be, but it'll happen. And I don't want to feel how I felt last week when that time comes. I want to feel like I was there for them as much as I could be. And that I told them that I loved them as much as I possibly could while I still had the chance. And so I'm telling you all, please call your parents. Tell them you love them and give them what they couldn't give you because if anything is going to fulfill your life and their life in your relationship that's what it's going to be and I know it's easier said than done I know more some people have much deeper and harsher trauma than I could even imagine involving their parents and you can't change the trauma that happened to you in the past but you can make an effort to heal And in my opinion, one of the best ways to heal is through healing others. Which is why I am still studying psychology, regardless of the fact that I do have a full-time job in social media. I'm still studying psychology because I still feel this way. And I think I learn a lot of really important things through my psychology degree. And I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change the education I'm getting because... I am clearly learning a lot that I wouldn't otherwise. And oh man, we're <laughs> we're almost at an hour. Um, but that's where I've been. That's what's been going on in my life, and that's some um, those are some important things I want you all to consider. Um so I guess th- those are my words of wisdom. <laughs> that that last spiel was my words of wisdom. Um but, yeah, my dad's doing okay. Everything's okay for now. Um, and I'm making an effort to make some changes, and I really encourage you to as well. So, with all that being said, I believe that is the end of this podcast. I'm going to go back inside, and Avery's going to be like, what the heck? Why are you bawling? But it felt good to release some emotions. Um, So... I just thought of um, a song of the week that I want to include for my dad. So it's a song that he always sang to me and we always sang together when I was a kid. And even before all this happened, I like can't ever really listen to it because it always makes me cry. (laughs) And it did when I was a kid too. Um, But it's called That's My Job. I can't remember who it's by, but it's basically just about a father and a son. And it's a really sad song, but um, it just reminds me of my dad, and just listen to it. It might make you cry, but it just reminds me of my dad, so I felt like it was fitting um, this episode. But, yeah, so sorry that this was a sob story and a crying fest. I now officially have um, so many boogers running down my face, but... Maybe it's a good thing I was in the car for this and not in the, the common area of my apartment. That might have been uh, quite <laughs> embarrassing. But, anywho, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you learned something from this episode. I know it was quite heavy, but um, things happen in life, and life isn't always to-do lists and uh workout grinds and healthy eating there's a lot more to it so i wanted to emphasize that in this episode and give you a very raw episode so hope you guys enjoyed and learned something and will make some efforts in your life to make some changes i love you all so very much and make sure to follow me on my other social media <laughs> and i will talk to you guys in my next episode bye